Um, this is the second sermon in the series from Love to Say. Last week we didn't do a sermon because it was confirmation um, day. And I just want you to know that the confirmation was at the Alpine Center and we had 11 youths confirmed, which was wonderful. But this year we have 14 youths enrolled in confirmation. And we also have how many youths enrolled in SALT, Eric? Yeah. Fifteen high schoolers came for the very first session, and they're expecting more. So the youth groups are really growing, and it's a wonderful thing when we have more high school youth expected than, or more high school youth show up than expected. So Jenny grabbed Eric off of the junior high group and shoved him on the senior high group because they needed another adult. So we have blessings in this church. This week, we are talking about chapter five, and chapter five is all about learning how to fight in a loving way. And um, Jane said, hey, Dee, you've been married 32 years. I think you should preach on this at both centers. And I went, oh, why would you think that? I don't know. So, my daughter, Erica, you all know, got married this year on May the 4th for our visitors. My daughter and her um, new husband are huge Star Wars fans. So they got married on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. And we were all in cosplay. I was a senator's wife or a counselor woman. It was a very odd thing. But we were all in cosplay. Darth Vader was there and everybody was there. But they've been fighting. I know, who knew? You fought the first year of your marriage. And so John was very upset because he told Erica, your parents never fight. Why do you always pick a fight? And that stopped the fight because Erica was laughing too hard to continue fighting. <laughs> and while they were in the car on the way to visit me, she actually called my other daughter and she said, John just said the funniest thing. He said, Mom and Dad never fight. And then Jamie cracked up and they got to my house and John said, I don't understand why they were laughing. And then Eric and I cracked up because we've been fighting since the day we met. Eric and I met when we were in high school. I was a junior, he was a senior. And when we announced that we were getting married, when um, he, we had got engaged when we were both 18, nobody gave us a shot. Not one person thought we were gonna actually make it to getting married or stay married, because we fought over everything and anything. And so when we got married, our beloved friends who were in the wedding party actually had a betting pool of how long we would stay married because we fought, nasty fought. And the longest time anybody gave us, I think, was Mark, and he gave us a year. <clears throat> so 32 years later, we go and visit Mark and Karen, and we're like, yeah, still here. Look at us. Look at here. So we're here. Now, Adam Hamilton, who has a very strong marriage, also talks about the fact that him and his wife fight. It's part of it. You're in a marriage. You come together and you live together. And he says he still cannot get his socks to move those six inches to the hamper. And his beautiful wife cannot understand why that six-inch divide stays there. But he says it's just something about it. He cannot get his socks there. And it's been over 30 years. He got married pretty much the same time Eric and I did. And it's been a 30-year fight. He can't get his socks in there. 
And it's something that they've learned is just something that they, they argue about constantly. And they have to learn how to argue in a fair way because there's arguing in a not fair way and there's arguing in a fair way. Eric and I got married at Kingswood United Methodist Church and we had a pastor there that wasn't known for his pastoral care. He was very 60th. He would put his feet, our, um, our marriage counseling was going into his office one time. He had his guitar in his lap. He leaned back in his chair, put his feet on the desk and said, so what do you want to know? Since I wasn't churched and Eric was coming out of a, he was, you know, he was part of the confirmation graduation program. We just kind of sat there and stared at each other. And from that position, he said one very profound thing that Eric repeats to me constantly of, because you love each other, you will actually know how to hurt each other worse than anybody else knows. So when you are fighting, you have a tool to actually cause more pain than anybody else in the entire world can hurt your partner. And it is up to you whether you are going to use that tool against your partner or whether you're not going to use that tool against your partner. And that truly is the ultimate measure of your love for your partner. You will know how to hurt your partner the worst. You'll know all those insecurities. You're going to know all those I wish I could. You're going to know all those secret pains that your partner holds. And you're going to be able to hurt them. So when you're fighting about, I can't believe you let the dog run in the neighborhood again, or you're fighting about why did you give your child ice cream at midnight, and that fight suddenly goes, turns left, and you're screaming at each other over something, and you don't even know what it is anymore, and pops your head that you can use, you got something that's going to just lay them out. Do you use that, or do you hold it back? And that's a true test of love. Do you use it or do you lay it back? So we turn to Adam Hamilton, and he talks about all these people that come to him when he's about ready to get, give them marriage. He's, he's, he's giving them the pre-marriage counseling. And he says he's married 300 people. I haven't married that many. But you have a bunch of them come into your office. And they tell you all they want to do and how they're going to make their, their wedding wonderful and you do all that. And then you actually ask them about the marriage part and they look shocked at you. Like, whoa, why do you want to talk about that? And he says he always asks them, what do you fight about? And it's not unusual to have a, a, a married couple or a, uh, a, ha, sorry, an engaged couple come to you and say, oh, we don't fight. We've never fought. We get along on everything. And he says, I have actually told him, I'm not going to marry you until you tell me you fight. Because if you're not fighting, that means somebody is giving in on everything. Or you're just really not talking to each other. There has to be some type of issue in there. You have to disagree at some time. How do you resolve that? And does it mean that one of you is always saying fine to the other person? Or are you really just not talking to each other? And that's what Paul is saying, actually, in this reading. He's saying, I know that you as a church are with each other for many hours. Think of that early church time. 
They didn't come for an hour on Sunday. They were with each other almost every night of the week. And they had dinner with each other, and they would be there for hours. They were there at a family dinner. Think of Thanksgiving with all of your relatives five, six days a week, where you've got your extended family there, and you're talking about everything, and you're worshiping, and you're eating, and you got that crazy aunt and uncle there, and you got grandma that, oh God, you never know what's going to come out of her mouth, and you're around the table all the time. Arguments that are going to happen. Some misunderstandings are going to happen. So if you don't clothe yourself with compassion, if you don't clothe yourself with understanding, if you don't clothe yourself with love, then you're going to get up and you're going to say, oh, this isn't for me. I'm done. I can't understand why crazy Uncle Albert keeps saying that. I don't understand. I'm leaving. And even as a church today, we can sometimes do that. We come here together on Sundays and we go to Christ's table and we partake of communion. And then we have a church tiff. We don't always agree with a policy that's coming on or we don't always agree with a fundraiser that's coming on. Or maybe it's actually something from the bigger church that we argue from. You know, maybe policy's been set in the the United Methodist offices, the big offices, and we're like, we don't understand that. And instead of clothing ourselves with love and understanding and peace, we just find that that's our breaking point. And we're like, ah, that anger overwhelms us and we just want to walk away. And I am not using a royal we here. I'm saying we, because it's not just the lay people in the congregation. It's, It's the clergy too. Because if we don't come in and come in dressed with understanding and loving and compassion, we're not doing our job either. We are not set aside from you. We are one of you. I might be up here talking, but I'm no better than anybody else when it comes to do I have emotions and do I have feelings? And when I'm here with your, my family, do sometimes crazy Aunt Edna's out there making me crazy? Yeah. And are there sometimes that I know I say things that you make, make you guys crazy? Yeah. So we all have to come together, and when we worship together, we have to understand that Paul is telling us, as a church, we are a family. And as a family, sometimes we're going to rub each other wrong, and sometimes we're going to pull together so right. And that a year from now, what we've done wrong we honestly might look back and laugh about. Or we might honestly look back and say, well, you know, that was the turning point when we went from not really caring about what was going on in the church to understanding that we had an issue we had to deal with. And we came together around that. And we worked around that. Now, many of you out here have been married, and you know that sometimes that darkest point In a marriage, when you've been brought together, that time that is the hardest in the marriage, there's been some tragedy, and maybe it's between the husband and the wife, or maybe it's between, or it's something with a child that puts stress on that marriage, or a financial problem that puts stress on that marriage, and it is that time in the marriage where everything seems to be breaking apart. And it's that time in the marriage when your husband and you, or your partner and you, look at each other, and you honestly say, hmm, 
We're not feeling the love right now. You know, this family's really important. Marriage is really important. But we're not feeling that fuzzy, ooh, baby, I love you when you walk in the door right now. But we made a commitment. And we know that God's in that commitment because we made a covenant. So we're going we're gonna to keep walking this path until hopefully things get better or until we can't walk this path anymore. And Adam Hamilton said it got better for him. Eric and I can say it got better for us. This church can say it got better for you. Because you guys are in a covenant relationship. You guys are in a loving covenant relationship. You come together as the family of Christ. You are here as a congregation of our master's center in Christ United Methodist Church. You were called together by God to be his people as part of our master's center in Christ United Methodist Church. But to get to that point, you had to go through, I'm assuming, not an easy time of saying we're ready to not be our own, our master's United Methodist Church, but we want to become part of Christ United Methodist Church. And I'm assuming that was a dark time. I'm assuming that was a real difficult time. And that was a time when you had to say, I'm not feeling those loving butterfly feels about church right now. I'm not feeling that excitement about church right now. This is feeling hard. This is feeling difficult. Things aren't the same. So I can leave and I can break this covenant that I've made with Christ and with this church. Or I can keep walking this hard path that I've made in this covenant praying that God's promise that things will work out, will work out. Or I can see where it's going and I'll be led in a different direction. And because you've kept that covenant, God made you stronger. God made our master center a beautiful center and you're in a new relationship with Christ United Methodist Church as our master center. And you're doing amazing things. You have amazing talent. It doesn't look exactly like it looked when you first made that covenant. But remember, you are Christ's bride. You are, as a congregation, in a marriage. Never forget that you are Christ's bride, and Christ loves you as his bride in all ways. So when you stuck it out during the hard times of your marriage and you kept going forward, that was showing love and patience and kindness and all of the things that everybody in a marriage needs to go through. When Adam Hamilton here talks about a marriage, we can only see it in a romantic setting or we can see it in a long-term relationship where it's just us. But we also need to move it out and see it into our lives, into our world, and especially into our church. That we say that Christ loves the church as his bride, and we need to see that relationship, that we are in a covenant relationship of Christ and his bride, the church, and that we've said vows. 
when we were confirmed and we were joined, we took marital vows to God and Christ as part of his church. And we said, we will love you and we will honor you and we will support you and we will move out into the world to make more disciples for you. And we will love you through good times and bad. And we will trust you that you are always here because we are in a covenant relationship with you. And you called us because you loved us. And we came to you because we trust you and we love you. Till the end of time, this covenant will last. And we thank you, God, for loving us so much that when we have those fights, you love us through them. And we clothe ourselves in love and forgiveness and compassion. And we work together as the body of Christ and the bride of Christ to love each other through those times so that Christ's body, Christ's bride, is a shining beacon for the world. And we don't get lost in the little arguments. Instead, we are a light of love and compassion and fidelity for a world that sometimes does not see a lot of love and compassion and fidelity. Amen.